My name is uh, Caroline Kim Moore, and I am very, very honored to introduce our workshop speakers for tonight. Um, when um, I had a, I've had many conversations with Lucy, uh, who has been um, a main organizer of this event, about um, Pastors Lori and Rhonda. Um, many late night and early morning texts about the Awakening Moments podcast, and so um, I had a feeling that she would, she knew that I would be introducing um, these two ladies really from my heart. Um, I will, many of you are very uh, familiar with Pastors Lori um, and, uh, and <laughs> Pastors Lori and Pastor and Rhonda. Um, but for those of you who might be joining us as guests, um, I just want to um, introduce them. They are the, uh, they have been both pastors at Life Center for the past uh, 15 years. Uh, Rhonda Corto, Pastor Rhonda is the campus pastor of Orleans. And Pastors Jason and Pastor uh, Lori, uh, Pastors Jason and Lori lead um, Life Center uh, as um, lead pastors. Um, they are both founders and leaders of the Heart Conference, Women's Conference. Um, the last one, which happened just before the pandemic, and the next one, which is coming soon. Very exciting. <laughs> and um, they have also been uh, ministering uh, over the airwaves online through their Awakening Moments podcast, which just released um, episode 191. On Monday, yeah. Um, personally, I have, um, uh, I will say that I have been listening to this podcast since they started at the very beginning, and um, it has meant so much to me. Um, I live far away from my aunts, my aunties, my mom, and my grandmother, who recently passed away at 103 during the pandemic. And um, I had a big hole <laughs> in my life that I didn't realize I knew needed. And um, I started listening to this podcast. And I told Pastor Lori, it's like you've been mentoring me as a woman in Christ from, you know, afar and filling that hole that I didn't realize that I had needed. So um, if you haven't had a chance to listen, uh, I would highly uh, recommend you to. So a bit of a plug for the podcast. But... Um, the, the podcast really is who they are, and I was thinking of words to describe them, and, and um, I came up with four, um, anointed and authentic um, and fun, like really, really fun, often laughing at to the stories that they tell, um, and then just full of faith and working out their everyday faith in front of our ears and uh, talking about things like I'll always, I always think of this line like confess the cold cuts. And if you if you listen to the podcast, it's it's uh, just a story that Pastor um, Laurie told, and funny things about being disappointed about not having a clean house. But then other things that we all deal with, things like being driven crazy by a husband who drives a different or indirect route that drives me crazy. Um, <laughs> Or even serious things like um, putting on a conference and nobody showing up or very few people showing up and the heartbreak and disappointment of that. And um, just the power of them sharing their stories and working through their faith is, um, has been such a blessing. So um, what a treat we are in for tonight as they, in conversation and together and in workshop form, walk us through um, spiritual gifts. So let's open our hearts and our minds and welcome Pastors Lori and Rhonda. Oh, you <laughs> wow. We are so humbled so by that introduction. It's so good to see you all. How are you guys doing? Yeah. Are you good? Are you good? Amazing. Wow. That worship time. So beautiful. So powerful. So powerful. Well, this night has surely evolved, seeing that I would say the very first time you asked me to come on Friday night to do this yeah. was for a, a life group, just you with a small life group, to do a live podcast. Oh. Isn't that how this started? I, yes. Yes. Yes, it's true. It's true. 
the ladies' group that meets on Friday nights yes. when the kids go to, uh, you know, Orleans in youth, they, they invited Ron and I to come and do a live podcast just yeah. with their group. And now they invited all of you to come. And so this is a first for us. This, this is. is actually a first for us because every Monday morning, we, well, not every Monday morning, but the Monday mornings that we do, we get together really early in the morning and we prepare for our podcast. And as we were prepping for this <laughs> night and just asking the Lord, Lord, what do you want to do? We really felt like just to lean into the same space that we do in the podcast. And pretty much what that is, is we show up in the morning <laughs> and we're like, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> that's exactly how it happens. After our hour of filling each other on everything that's happened yeah. over the weekend, yeah. we then say, okay, let's just so, talk about this. But this is a little bit terrifying because yeah. we do that in a room where there's nobody. And if it's bad, we just don't. We don't, we, we don't, don't post, post it. it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know what? That's not true. We've actually never not posted no, one. It's we, true. we have never. That's no. never happened. No. We still post even the bad ones. Yeah, it's true. We, we do. Just, we we, post we just anyways, embraced it. We've so, embraced it. So, yeah. but why this is such a step and why this is part of why we wanted to do this tonight and why we sense from the Holy Spirit we wanted to do it in this way because Rhonda and I, when we preach, we're very prepared. <laughs> like we spend hours of preparation and, you know, it's, we practice and it's very, you know, we put a lot into it. A lot of time of prayer, a lot of study, a lot of preparation. But we really, really felt like part of what we wanted to invite every single one of you into and we wanted to practice mm -hmm. today was what does it look like to genuinely rely on the Holy Spirit, to lean into his leading, to lean into what it is that he is at work doing. And so we do have some, no, we did a, some minor preparation. We don't, we did, we're not just winging it tonight for all of you completely, but we are actually setting all of this aside and just asking the Holy Spirit to come and asking the Holy Spirit to move and asking the Holy Spirit to align us to what he is already at work doing here today. It's so beautiful. Yeah, so beautiful. But... <clears throat> It wouldn't be a true podcast if we didn't start with a little bit of fun. I think we should. So I, I love these moments. Rhonda, these always get me a little nervous because you'll just totally. I know. You're I just me out throw there. something. I, I, I know. It. I just throw something on you. But sometimes Rhonda comes up with the the icebreaker questions. But today okay. I actually have a little icebreaker question for okay. you. All oh, right. Great. Are you ready? Okay. I, no. But okay. All right. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, Rhonda, I think that you should share something, some sort of confession. Oh. Of something maybe that's happened, I don't know, like it could be as recent as today or it could be the last week or maybe the last month or the maybe the last couple months. Just a confession, just something you just need to get off your chest. You want to go first? About you something. want me to go first? I mean, I don't know. It doesn't matter. What I do have one in mind because okay. I did think of this question and I thought, well, what am I going <laughs> to confess? So I did think of something. You know what? Go. Laura, <laughs> lead the way. Okay, okay. Lead the way. And I actually said this to Jay on the way just before I came, so I was like, oh, my gosh. Okay. So my confession is it's really weird and really okay. random, okay? But I'm ready. I did confess it to Jay as well. I don't typically eat hot dogs. Okay. Like, I just don't eat hot dogs really that much. They're okay. Not we call them you. a chechon. A the oh, the Cheshon. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> They're not that good for you. I don't eat hot dogs very much. But for some reason, and I don't really know why, I have had four hot dogs this week. What? Four. You've had four hot dogs? I had one for dinner tonight. I had one for dinner yesterday. And then on Wednesday, have you ever had a Korean rice dog? No. Okay. Okay. Have you guys? Okay. If you have never had a Korean rice dog, put your hand up. Oh, Okay. You, ha you have to try one. They're so good. They're so good. So they have one here in Canada. So uh, for the staff, it was my last day with the staff. My, my time in Canada is coming to an end. Oh, and so wow. we got Korean hot dogs together to celebrate all that God has done over the last few months. And then I ate, I, lo I love them so much. I ate them for lunch. I went and got more and brought them home for my family. And I ate one for dinner. Four times I've had a, I don't know what is going on. I don't know what is happening. <laughs> You're loving the hot dog. What? So that's my confession. I had four okay, hot dogs that's, this week. Okay. Wow, that's your confession. Ew. Four hot dogs. That's so weird. Okay. It's all right. I had a butter tart for like lunch yesterday and chocolate, maybe even a cookie <laughs> on top of that. I don't know. That's not a hot dog though, I know. Okay, a confession. Oh. Okay, I know what I have to confess. This is not fun because Jay's going <laughs> to listen to this one. 
Okay. So in a podcast private, I've talked about one time I bought a pair of shoes. I didn't want Jay to see them, so I put them in his trunk because we had already gone over the budget for the month for our spending. And I was like, I'll put them in the trunk, and then I'll think about it. And then if it gets open, I'll say, I'm thinking about returning them and see if he'll say, he's so generous. He'll probably be like, it's okay. You can keep them. So I was like, so I might have, <laughs> I might have had this in my trunk <laughs> when I came here in a bag that I picked up Jay and dropped him off at the youth banquet. And then I put it on when I came <laughs> off though it's all good it's all good it's all good I know I know it's pretty funny I know yeah he hasn't seen this yet but I'll I'll I'll, yeah I'll be I'll be honest about it when I get home I promise that's my confession because now it's on a podcast and I really got to be honest about it how many have ever done that has anyone ever okay thank you there's no more hiding spots in my house ever so now it's in the trunk of my car okay all right there we go there's the confession okay and I, I know, I know, I don't want to get on, I don't want to get on a crazy tangent for too long, but okay. the other confession I have is that I haven't worn these shoes in a long time, and I, like a really long time, I pulled them out of the back of my closet. What is happening? And I realized why yeah. today. It's actually because they're a size too big. So, oh, no. I don't know if anybody likes them. <laughs> you can, what size are they? They're a size too big. I'm a six and a half, and the, they're a seven. So oh! if anybody likes them, you okay. can, honestly, I've worn them two times. And they, up they, to get actually the shoes. Have, they actually have, like, an insole in my, and I was like, that's weird. Why is there an insole in these shoes? It's because they don't fit. And so, and they still don't fit. And I'm, I'm slipping. So if anyone likes them, you can come up and get them. Come and get them. Size seven. Oh, if you're yeah. Size come seven, on. Put our hands together. You can yeah. literally have them. Seriously. You can have them. Oh, my goodness. What's your name? Arlene? You know what? I so love this. And honestly, while I was standing over there, annoyed by my shoes because my feet are slipping to the end, and they're like, they feel like they're falling off. They're, I shouldn't be wearing them. I felt like the Lord said, take them off and give them to somebody. See if somebody wants them. And the Lord gave me a prophetic word for that person. This night is all about empowered. Step into all God I has for you. This. And I, I literally believe, what, what was your name again? Arlene. I literally believe Arlene, that God has something for you to step into, something new for you to step into. It's not an accident that you're here tonight. There's something specific that God is either speaking to you about or going to speak to you about, that he has for you to step into. And these shoes are not, they're just a symbol, but they're a symbol of stepping into that new place in God, a new authority, new gifts, a new place that he has for you. And so honestly, just like you had the boldness to be like, hey, I like those shoes and come up here. No, that's like, there's a boldness there. Just like that. <laughs> Just like that, though, step into the fullness of all God has for you. Bless you. Bless you. There you go. Amen. Enjoy. You got a new pair of shoes. I can't wear them again. They were literally at the back of my and I've only worn them probably twice, and they're so nice. I love them. So enjoy. Enjoy. God bless. God bless. So anyways, anyways. Okay, well, that's amazing. So fun. So fun. Okay, well, I think we're just going to pivot right into stepping in how God has uniquely created all of us to step in to a unique purpose. I'm just going to take that right away, stepping in. But it really is about each of us not comparing one to one another, but saying, God, how have you uniquely created me? And there is a difference that each of us are meant to make, meant to make in this world, meant to make in our lives with even how we experience Jesus, but God has something so unique tonight for each one of us to step into in a fresh revelation. I really believe that too. So, Amen. I love it. Yeah. I love it. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. So ladies, you did get a sneak peek that Heart Conference is coming in March. <gasps> Isn't that so exciting? So March so 2nd, uh, March 3rd and 4th, you can just mark it on your calendars for now. Registration will open up in January, but yeah, you guys are the first to know and we're so, so, so excited. Well, in preparation and thinking through, we were invited specifically to talk about spiritual gifts. That's what uh, Lucy and Carolyn really wanted us to dig into. And spiritual gifts is a really important topic. It's a topic that Pastor Ron and I are both mm-hmm. really, really passionate about because we really believe wholeheartedly in the stepping in part of the fullness of all that God has. 
but it's so interesting what God is at work doing right now and how that relates to spiritual gifts. And I think today's going to be a little bit different maybe than what we would maybe imagine it would be. But I do think it is an invitation to step into our spiritual gifts in a fresh and in a new way. And I think before we get there, we have to actually go somewhere different. Mm. There's, there's two types of callings. There is our primary calling and there's our secondary calling. Mm. And our primary calling is as a follower of Jesus. And that calling is about being. It's about who we are. It's about being with Jesus. It's about being in his presence. And if we miss that part of our calling, if we miss that primary place, the actual place we were created for, then I don't think we can actually step fully into the spiritual gifts that God has given us because that's part of our secondary calling. That's part of the doing part, the walking out of our faith journey. And so we want to lean into a little bit of that space around what it looks like to be with Jesus, what it looks like to be with the Holy Spirit. And I know that this is something that God has been speaking a lot to both of us and sort of leading us in a fresh and a new way into this space. Not that this hasn't always been a part of our relationships with God, because I think, and you might attest as well, that it has. You know, we've sort of always been going down this being and this doing track, sort of simultaneously side by side, maybe hopping back and forth in different times. But if we're really, really honest with ourselves, the reality is that I think because of where we live, I think because of how we're raised, I think because of our families, the doing part of who we are has takes up so much more space in our identity, in everything that we think about, in everything we stress about, in every part, the striving, the earning, the perfectionism, the that's all in this doing space. And, and I just feel like God is inviting us in this season to step into being with him and what that looks like, just being in his presence just spending time with him. And I, and I feel like, and I believe with all of my heart that as we lean into that space, that we will come alive in a deeper way than we could ever imagine in the fullness of the spiritual gifts that God has given us, that we will walk in them in power. And for me, the two words that God keeps bringing back, like again and again and again over my heart and my life is humility and presence humility and presence. And the reality is that, you know, if I, if I were to make an actual true confession, a, a true spiritual confession is that I'm recognizing my own lack of humility in so many spaces in my life. You know, how just important I, I think I am that I am the one that has to you know, do this or do that or respond to this or, you know, if I don't get my work done or if I don't, like, like my, my own self-importance is, is so great that to enter into this walk of humility, this invitation of actually being with Jesus and being like Jesus, it's so difficult. It's such a difficult thing to do because I am, I'm so aware of my own stuff and my own way of being and my own way of doing and my own habits. I mean, even to the point of today, you know, spending time with the Lord, doing some devotions, and I was going through an Advent um, reading on my Dwell app, and after it went through the scriptures, and then it went through a little devotional, powerful devotional, it said, now sit in silence for seven minutes. Don't ask God for anything at all. Just sit for seven minutes. And the first thought on my mind was, oh, seven minutes, that's a long time. I'm, I was ready to go, you know, like I'm already ready to go. My very posture, I mean, even when I'm working, I'm like sitting on the end of my seat. Like, like I'm always ready to go. Like I drive in the fast lane. Like do you drive in the fast lane? Who drives in the fast lane? Like always, like right on the highway to the fast. Like it's right, it's this posture. So I just, I'm like, Lord, wow, like this continual state of repentance before the Lord. Lord, slow, 
down my heart, slow down my being. I, I want to be with you. I, I want to rest in you. I want to do from being. I don't want to do for doing sake. And so that's a little bit about what God has been doing in my heart and where, you know, I think we should start this conversation today. Laura, I think it's so powerful because we've talked a lot about, you know, primary, secondary calling, how God, you know, has uniquely created us on the podcast, but also in our own lives. We often are talking about it with our staff, with our friends, our spiritual gifts. And, you know, many years ago when I was called into ministry as a little person, um, I grew up and I struggled so much with the primary calling feeling like it was what I did. And I did not understand that actually that was so the secondary that has evolved and changed through time. But the primary being, if I love God with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength, that that is actually the primary call. And that took me leaving full-time ministry, wrestling out my call to come back, really going through a season of breaking to come back and realize it doesn't matter what I do. If he's not the center, I, it can look on the same on the outside. I can have this posture of doing I can have this posture that it looks a certain way in front of everyone, but the posture of my heart is not in that place of, I want to be with you, God. I'm doing this, you're doing this, and I'm doing this with you, versus this is what I want to do. This is how I'm created to be. This is how I feel like this is how I minister best, whatever it may be. You put fill in the blank, but for my life, that's what it was. Till God had to break that, it was literally sabotaging everything fruitful in here, but from the outside, people wouldn't have known. It looked all the same. But it was a journey I had to walk through to really get to that place of it's about the being. However, in this season, it's like a new awakening to the being. Like it's, I felt like in my 40s, I kind of went into this, oh my goodness, God, I just want to be with you. And I recognize that I want the posture of my heart to do this and be like, whatever you want me to do. It doesn't matter if I'm singing, if I'm cleaning a floor, if I'm lugging water bottles from one room to the next, if I'm setting up, whatever it may be. Like, it doesn't matter. I want to be with you. I don't want there to be a disconnect that this is what I do in ministry and this is like my devotional time. No, I'm with you all day, every day, working out of that place. But there is a new invitation in this season. I think that's happening. And we're feeling this invitation, this call into a deeper place of friendship, a deeper place of intimacy, of knowing God that even when we're facing seasons that feel unknown, they somehow feel known because we're known, we're with the one we know, if that makes sense. I feel like there's this call. We, if we look down at the ground, the path may be completely different. It may be a very difficult path, a very hard terrain, but if we capture a, a glimpse of the gaze of our Father, we're in a known place. That it's okay if this is not known, this is known. And there's a new invitation. I feel like that's happening. And I feel like even coming in the closure of this year, what we've all been through, but going into 2023, there is something that's really stirring that's so prophetic and so profound. It is the season of capturing the glimpse of the gaze of the Father, the intimate gaze of the Father, and being known and knowing. And he is resolved to reveal himself to us. That's the thing. I think that's also when we're talking about the primary, the Holy Spirit's been sent to us. And it was funny, this summer, I was sitting on the dock, and I've, we've been talking a lot about this being and a new revelation of this friendship and this intimacy with the Holy Spirit. And I was sitting on the dock, and it was just like the Holy Spirit was just saying, like, I, I am resolved to reveal to you the heart of the Father. I am the expression, I am the heart of the Father in your life, right here in you. And for some reason, it was like something clicked. I've known it, but I actually felt like the Holy Spirit in my life was, I was a burden. I know this sounds really strange, but it was like, in my mind, it's like the Holy Spirit was sent to kind of look after me, to kind of help me along, to kind of teach me, almost like, well, I'm going to help you. No, the Holy Spirit is the expression. It's the third part of the Trinity. The same passion of the Father's love and devotion is being expressed through the Holy Spirit in us and is resolved to reveal the heart of the Father to us that we may know that the mysterious ways of the Father's heart and ways, we can capture glimpses of what God's doing in the Spirit because that is the work of the Spirit to do it with us. There's such a passion, and I just started crying. And I was like, oh, I have missed it. 
tell me if I missed it, reacquaint yourself to me. Like, reacquaint yourself, Holy Spirit, to me. I have misunderstood. I have misunderstood this. And I think this is the invitation of being known in a deeper way and letting go and releasing more. Yeah. That's a word. Yeah. That's a word. Did you feel that? Did you receive that into your spirit? Like Rhonda was prophesying there. That's a word. And she's speaking those words into our spirit today, an invitation into a new place, an invitation into stepping into something new. That's so, so powerful and so beautiful. And I loved the scriptures, you know, that were read tonight. And I want to read a little bit more of the Colossians 3 because Mm. God's word is powerful and it's alive. And I want to speak this word and this scripture into your spirit today. It says, if then you have been raised with Christ, seek things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. This is Colossians 3, verses 1 to 17. I'm just pulling out a few scriptures from this section. If you have been raised with Christ, seek things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things that are above and not things that are on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. In a space where you are known by him and a space where you are loved by him. Mm. When Christ who is your life appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. And it says put to death therefore that which is earthly in you. And the reality is there's a constant wrestle that's happening inside of us. And I talked about that wrestle when I talked about humility. There's a wrestle going on because my flesh wants to be important. My flesh wants to be praised and my flesh wants to be seen. And my, my flesh wants all of this busy life because it makes me somehow feel important. But actually, there's an invitation into a walk of humility that is a completely different way of being. But like Rhonda said, on the outside, God may still call us to do the things we're doing. But if we do it from the right space and with the humility that Christ modeled for us, we will step into new ground and new authority and new places and new intimacy with him. Jesus set the model for this in how much time he spent with his father. And he said, I will only do what I see my father doing. It's impossible for us to live and walk this way. Verse 10 says, and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge after the image of its creator. Put on then as God's chosen one, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. And I love the end of this verse. It says, and above all these things, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs and thankfulness in your hearts to God. Whatever you do in word or in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. It's a beautiful invitation. It's a beautiful invitation that we're being called and invited into to slow down and to be with him and to see what it is that he is at work doing, and to step into that space. Now, I love what just happened here a minute ago, because, you know, even just as you started to share, you started to use the spiritual gift, probably your one of your primary spiritual gifts, prophecy. And through, you know, a lot of study and a lot of reading the scriptures and a lot of talking uh, through some spiritual gifts, you know, Rhonda and I have have both gone on a really beautiful and powerful journey of really defining, okay, God, what gifts have you given us and how are you using them in our lives? And we had this interesting realization that, you know, what makes Rhonda and I such a good pair, even on the podcast or in ministry together, we get to plan a lot of ministry things, we get to do a lot of ministry together, is that as Rhonda begins to operate in her gift, this gift of prophecy that God has given her, this ability to be able to see and to proclaim and declare what it is that God is at work doing, what happens is my spiritual gift begins to be fired off too. I have a spiritual gift of faith. 
And so what happens is an activation of that word begins to take place. I li- like she speaks it, it goes straight into my spirit, and my gift of faith activates this spiritual gift, this prophecy, this word of prophecy. And I cannot tell you how many times, I mean, if you listen to the podcast, you know, because I refer back to Rhonda's words a hundred times over. They, they, they go so deep in my spirit, and I receive them so deep in my spirit because I know that you hear from the Lord, and what you speak comes straight from the Lord, and I receive it. But then there is this activation, this speaking into, this building up, this faith that stirs inside of me. And it comes to be. It begins to come to be. And that's the gift of faith. The gift of faith believes that anything is possible. So when you get alongside somebody who has a gift of faith, all of a sudden it's like things are activated in your life because faith is at work. Faith is being stirred up inside of you. And I love how that happens between us. I know, it's so fun. I was driving in, I was just saying to my mom, you know, Lori, I'll share a word, and then all of a sudden she'll get fired up, like, this is what we're doing. And I'm like, no, I'll just give the word and go home. She's like, oh, no, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And I'm like, what? Oh, my goodness. Because there is an actual feat to it. Right, like, right. there's a feat yeah. to it, and it's, yeah. it's been quite an adventure. Honestly, it's yeah. been quite an adventure. A quick side note, for those of you who don't know us from your, this, our little bit of a story, we grew up together. In St. Catharines, at ages five and six, we met each other for the first time. Our parents were best friends. They met in a new believers class, and so we grew up as family's best friends, and then kind of separated through our teenage years, and then our husbands, who were best friends, we met in each other's, my husband and I met in their wedding, and long story short. But what I'm saying, going back, so just put a pin there, if I go all the way back to when we were really young, when I was called into ministry, when I was about nine years old, I actually had this word. I saw a picture of my of Lori and I at the time she was playing the guitar. We would sing. I did play the guitar. I she played the did, guitar yeah, for her. Lori this would, was actually a thing we did together. We did. We did yeah. mini church. We actually did yeah. mini church. There was, this is actually so neat now when we look back, and this is what we're talking about, because if you trace back, this is going to come back to you, but if we trace back through our lives when we were young, we had a Sunday school at night on Sunday nights when they used to do church on Sunday nights every week. That was part of it. And we would do, it was called mini church, and we would do worship, we would do teaching, and the teachers would have us as kids do this. Well, we were a part of the mini church, and she, Lori would play guitar for me, and I would sing. And so after I got called into ministry, I had this, um, this moment with God. I went to her mom and I said, Mrs. Eitz, I feel like Lori has called her to travel with me and we're going to minister together. Now, Mrs. Eitz had no idea because th- she could see right there that was probably not going to be true music. But we, <laughs> Lori, no, no, wow. no diss, no diss. Wow. Okay. Listen, I'm not traveling ever with your music anyways. Okay. No, just, no. I, like, just she feels that. bad. I know. I'm I know. joking. I, feel bad. I don't. Do you see me on the worship team? No, no. I know. Okay. Yes. <laughs> it's true. It's true. But back then even, God yeah. knew there was a knitting together of our hearts. Not in a million years would we have thought, it, like, God would have ordained that I would have moved, you would have moved to Ottawa, I would have come to Ottawa, and God would be doing right now. He saw at 10 years old, and I was 10 and you were 11, what we were doing now. And this is, if you look back in your life, you can actually see spiritual gifts that were manifesting that you did not even possibly know. Whether it was this feeling you would get of discernment, something just felt really off. Perhaps you were super sensitive to spiritual elements. Perhaps it was you just loved to help. You cannot stop helping, even when you were young as a child. So I think as we look back through time, it is beautiful to see that this is God-given. It's like he went through the wardrobes of heaven and said, I'm going to clothe you with this. I'm going to make you just like this. Like he specifically has clothed you and made you the way you are. And you could probably look back in your life and these spiritual gifts have been operating whether you've known them or not. It's just when we're awakened to them. It's really neat to look back through that. And so let's dig into that a little bit. Let's let's dig into spiritual gifts a little bit. So, you know, I, I think that is really important that when it comes to your spiritual gifts, one of the things that often happens is that this this thing that you do 
is so natural for you that you probably don't think it's that special. In fact, you probably think in some ways, oh, I think everybody just thinks this way, or I think everybody just does this. And often that's what happens. So we overlook that particular gift. And so you can do like a spiritual gifts test. We have one on the website and it can give you some direction. Often they will spit out like your top three gifts and this is how they work and all of that. Now, the more you study about it and the more research you do and, and experts that have done a lot more research than Rhonda and I, you know, what, what we've discovered is that we often have a primary spiritual gift, yeah. like one that we probably operate in most of the time. And, and, and I tend to believe it is how the, the scriptures say that, you know, when you give your life to Christ and the Holy Spirit fills you, he empowers you and gives you with an enablement that is not in your natural strength zone. It's not a, a, just a natural ability that you're born with. It's not just a, a skill that you've developed over time. It's something empowered and given to you by the Holy Spirit, a special gift to be used for the edification and building up of the body of Christ. That's what the scriptures tell us. Now, it takes a little bit of time for us to discover exactly what that is, but that doesn't mean that that gift is not at work right from the time we give our lives to Jesus and are filled with the Spirit because we're made new in that moment. Mm, I love that. How does that look for you over yeah. your life, like as you've developed in understanding that gift. And I love that because you talk about, like, we're talking about the primary thing is being with God. So now we're just sitting at the secondary. This is like the secondary. When we talk about the spiritual gifts. When I think of, like, the prophetic, I can actually see that even when I was younger, things that I was doing was always through the lens of the prophetic. Whether it was reading the scripture and beginning to say them out loud and declare, to sing it, to speak it. It was like this primary spiritual gift everything was operating through how I encouraged people yeah. now it started in baby steps and it has grown through time right. but that's exactly it was a supernatural impartation and each of you have this and there is not one more important than the other I want to make that very clear uh, there is not that all of a sudden if there's a prophetic that's the most important absolutely not all the gifts are important because they're given by the Holy Spirit. They're given supernaturally, but we can see like a pair of glasses. What we do, we see through that lens. So we may be helping, but it really is, well, there's things you do because of discipline. We're going to talk a little bit about that. But when you're operating your gift, it's kind of through that lens. Everything you see is through that. If it's teaching, that most of what you're seeing would be through a teaching gift. That even when you're talking to someone, you're thinking, how can I teach them? How can I encourage them through the word, through the teaching of the word? So it's really neat to see that that is kind of like a pair of glasses, a lens that God uses you to kind of view the world and use a unique part of how he's made you. Yeah, it is. It is so true, you know, and I, I would have thought at the beginning of this journey that Rhonda's primary gift was encouragement, because if you've ever met her or had a conversation with her, <laughs> she is going to encourage you in some way, shape or form. That's the first thing that's going to come off of her lips to you. So I would have thought initially that that would have been your primary gift. But the interesting thing is, I think that encouragement flows through your prophetic gifting. I actually think it's the reverse, not that the encouragement is your primary gift. I think the prophetic really is your primary gift. And I have always said, always, always said, even from the time that we were really, really young, that you have had a breakthrough anointing as a worship leader. Like that even when you sing and when you step up to lead worship, there's a breakthrough anointing, which is, again, that prophetic gifting coming out as a worshiper. So it's just really, really fascinating as you start to discover this, how it plays out in your life. The gift of faith for me was a massive, massive just awakening and understanding and realization that, yeah, this has always been there. Like always, since the moment that God called me, since the moment that God transformed my life and made me new, it's always been there. The way I think, the lens I see through, I just didn't know that it was special or that it was from God. I just thought that was normal. I thought everybody saw the world that way, saw it through that lens, but they don't. And it is a gift. And as I've learned to, um, as, I've, as I've learned more about it, I've learned to step into it even more. I've learned to pay attention to when it fires off and how to step into that and how to 
actually allow that activation to come into what God wants to do in any given sort of ministry opportunity. And so that's been a really neat journey for me too. Yeah. Well, I love that because we've got the spiritual gifts, yep. and then we move on to, and they, they come, we talked about the power gift. Do we talk about the three different categories? Do you no. want to break yeah. it down? let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. So this is really neat today because we're mm. kind of podcasting and we're talking with you. So yeah. you guys are on a live podcast. This is amazing. I don't think we even said that. This is our first live podcast. It is. What? It is. I think everyone needs to put our hands, I'm putting my hands together for all of you. <laughs> I think we Maybe. need to keep that. We're going to keep that in it. So when you hear it, you'll hear everyone clapping. That's what I want. Okay. I just had to say oh, that out loud. Because so I'm lo that's looking so at you talking and I'm realizing, oh, we're here together too. <laughs> okay. So in the gift, the spiritual gift cluster, we kind of can cluster all the gifts together in this way. In word gifts, in power gifts, and in love gifts. So this is talking about the gift, the spiritual gifts. Okay. We're going to kind of go through the different gifts, but... This is the spiritual gifts. So we've got word gifts, power gifts, and love gifts. And every all the kind of the gifts cluster under those three. Yeah. So I'll start with word gifts. Go for it. Word gifts, our word gifts clarify the nature of the unseen God and what he expects from his followers. Now I'm going to read from this because it's a good definition. Mm -hmm. So people use these gifts both to communicate about God and for God. Now word gifts help us to understand God's nature, God's purposes, and how to relate to him including exhortation, encouragement, teaching, apostleship, ruling, prophecy, faith, pastor, evangelism, word of wisdom, word of knowledge. Those would all be gifts that would fall under the word gift. So that's beautiful. It clarifies the nature of the unseen God and what he expects. That's beautiful. And the power gifts are the demonstration of God's reality. So the power gifts authenticate and bring credibility to the point of the unseen God. And some of these would be, and you'll see that some gifts fall in both categories. Faith, word of knowledge, discerning of spirits, miracles, tongues, interpretation of tongues, healing, word of wisdom, and prophecy. Interestingly enough, prophecy and faith, our primary gifts, are in word and power. Both of them. Mm. Isn't that interesting? It is Anyways, interesting. Love gifts. Oh, these, you know, isn't it beautiful when you're reading Corinthians that the greatest of these is love? That the greatest is love. So if you've got these gifts, woohoo. Amazing. Love. These are the love gifts. Oh, I love this. So love gifts are manifestations attributed to God through practical ways that can be recognized by a world around us which needs love. Absolutely. They demonstrate the reality of relating to this God. And love gifts demonstrate God's work in people and attract others to seek relationship with him. And so these would be gifts like administration, Giving, mercy, helps, gift of helps. Yeah. Such important gifts to the body of Christ. Amazing. So this is the three. These are the three clusters. Yeah, the three clusters, about. yes. Yep. And then connected to those clusters are our natural abilities and our acquired skills. And this is called your giftedness set. So your spiritual gift, your natural abilities, and your acquired skills are all how God wants to use you to do his work here on earth, to build his kingdom here on earth. And so here's a question. How do we get an empowerment in the spirit in our gifts? How does that actually happen? I love, again, the scripture that Louise read. It's one of my favorites from John 14, 12 to, 14, 12 to 17. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works will they do because I'm going to the Father. And then he says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. This is Jesus talking. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because he neither sees him or knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. We must build a trust relationship with the Holy Spirit in order to step fully into the gifts that he's given us, because it takes our reliance to be on him in order to walk in these gifts. It, it, it takes our complete surrender and our reliance to be on him, to be submitted enough to walk in the fullness of what he's already prepared for us to walk in. Now, he's so kind and he's so gracious towards us that he uses us in spite of us because he loves us so much and because he loves his church and because he's building his church and because he loves the people of the world so much and he wants to be known. So he uses us even when we don't do it right, which... 
most of the time we don't. It really is all about him. I'm just realizing so much more and more and more and more that it, it really is not about us at all. It's actually, Lord, how can I decrease so that you can increase? You know, Rhonda always says, if God can speak through a donkey, really, he doesn't even need us. He doesn't need us, no. He <laughs> but he us. chooses to use us. Yeah, I know I love saying that. I, I, I joke at home when I say donkey because <laughs> we could use the word, the other word. Everyone's, no one's following me, okay? <laughs> and my kids are like, Mom. I'm like, well, it's true. It's not called a donkey. I'm pretty sure it's in the Bible. <laughs> it is. There's a Christmas carol that has a tune everyone loves. All the kids always giggle when it comes to <laughs> So anyway, but no, it is, honestly, this yeah. is so beautiful. And I just yeah. want to say, like, um, even as I was just thinking about today and praying about today, I really feel, can I just take a moment, a little yeah. pause here? I just want to speak into someone's life. I was reading about the thief on the cross. I know this is completely, I just went left, left side here, but we're following the Holy Spirit and we're just going to go. And I just really felt like there's somebody here that needs to hear this word. And I was reading the line in Luke when it's talking about the thief on the cross when Jesus is dying. And I think I even wrote down the scripture because I felt it today when I was praying. And it was about um, him saying in Luke 23, one of the criminals hanging beside him scoffs, so you're the Messiah, are you? Prove it and save yourself and us too while you're at it. But the other criminal protested, don't you fear God even when you have sentenced, sentenced to die? We deserve to die for our crimes, but this man hasn't done anything wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus replied, I assure you, today you will be with me in paradise. And this one thief, in this moment, here he is in scripture, his whole life, we have no idea his life, but here he is as a thief being crucified beside Jesus. Think about this impasse of divine, <laughs> sovereign, a sovereign moment. And he just says to Jesus, will you remember me? And remember, it's like, we just have an awareness of who I am. We just remember me. And what does Jesus say to him today? You're going to be with me. And for someone here, they might be saying, God, would you just remember me? God, would you just, maybe, maybe would you just notice a little bit about me? Or do you even notice about me, anything about me? I want you to hear today that God is with you. I love that the thief just wanted a little drop. Would you just remember? And God said, I'm going to give you myself. You're going to be with me in paradise. May that revelation just go a little deeper. I feel like there's someone here that that is a real breakthrough for you. Even listening as we're talking, there might be such a feeling of inadequacy, of insecurity, of like, well, look at you. Of course that would happen, or I have nothing to offer. I want you today to know that that little bit that you even say to God, like, God, would you be willing to even do this? God's going to say, I can do immeasurably more than all you can ask or imagine because I'm doing it. You're going to do it with me. I'm taking you with me. You're on this journey with me. I'm walking with you, and I'm walking facing you. I'm not just walking ahead of you, and you're trying to catch up, do all the right things, do all the things religiously to meet the expectations, to strive, to have perfectionism. I am turned around, and I'm facing you. You have my eyes. You have my heart. You, have the, you are the apple of my eye, and I'm doing life with you. In that moment, that moment on the cross, when he said that to the thief, it was actually for us to catch that one little glimpse to say, God, you're going to do life with us here on earth as it is in heaven. We can experience that now, that intimacy, that journeying with him now. And I just speak that. I speak a fresh revelation over our spirit Amen. to have that impartation of God. May we see that you are with us. It's not you joining us. We are joining you. You're in front of us facing us. Capture our hearts, God, with a glimpse of your gaze. God, may we get that revelation. And may you break off limiting thoughts. May you break off us right now anything that would limit, limit our ability to have a fresh revelation of your spirit in our hearts, to know you, to be loved by you, to experience the fullness of your presence in our life. God, right now we open our hearts. Please, Holy Spirit, draw us into that. And we break through. We don't want to be slaves to any 
anything, any thoughts that would limit, any thoughts that would put a cap on the flow of your spirit in our lives to be used by you, to know you, and then uh, from knowing you to have the overflow of being used by you, God. We open our hearts to that. So thank you that you just don't remember us. You just don't, there's not just an awareness of who we are. Oh, no, you know every detail of our lives, and you take great delight in us because you are our Father and you love us. God, thank you that we are with you. God with us, Emmanuel. Amen. We thank you for that, Lord. So I just speak that over anyone, that there would be a breakthrough in your life today, a real breakthrough. God's with you. Thank you for that, Rhonda. Thank you. That is powerful. And you know what? That leads us into exactly what we want to do next. So we want to actually give you some time to spend with the Holy Spirit, to build your trust relationship with the Holy Spirit. Because it's not just about, like, again, Rhonda and I could have done, you know, a 10-point workshop with all these, but you're not going to discover your gift that way. You're going to discover it through intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit. You're going to discover it because he's going to bring revelation to that in your life. Now, we will give you some practical tools. Uh, Did you get the handout? Did the handout? Okay, you guys. So you have the handout at the bottom of the handout. Um, If you want to do an in-depth um, exercise to discover your spiritual gifts. Um, this is a little bit of the research that we're talking about tonight that we've pulled it from. It's amazing. It's excellent. If you want that, I put my email address at the bottom and I'll send you the PDF and you can go through that. That's a um, resource that we want to provide to you. There also is a spiritual gifts test on the Life Center website and the, it's on your sheet as well at the very, very bottom um, in the footer. So please avail yourself to that in your discovery. Please have conversations with people who know you in your discovery journey. But most of all, most of all, most of all, spend time with the Lord. Spend time with him in his presence. Listen to him and let him bring revelation to how it is that he's created you and what he has created you to do. Because every single one of you have a part to play in the body of Christ. Rhonda, I forgot your illustration. Oh, my illustration. Oh, no. Shoot. Anyways, I guess it wasn't meant to be, but that's okay. Okay. But anyways, we're going to go into an exercise. (laughs) Do you want me to get it? You know what? Maybe at the end. Uh, No. No, because no, you're you're my, I'm going to do the exercise on you. Okay. All right. Okay. So we're going to so we're going to go into an exercise and I just want to show you how we're going to do this. How, how are we doing for time? Okay. Um, I'm going to do it super super fast to Rhonda. Super fast. I want you to take time to do this, but I'm going to just show you exactly what we want you to do because this is a way that you can spend time with God listening to him in Um, an environment to be able to minister to somebody else, okay? So this is going to be practical both for you. You can do this on your own or you can do this with a partner. We're going to encourage you to do it with a partner and I'm going to show you what we're going to do and then I'm going to release you to do it, okay? All right, so it's on your sheet and I'm going to walk through this with Rhonda just so that you can see this in real time. I'm going to be the person praying first and we're not going to do Rhonda just for the sake of time, but you're each going to take a turn with your partner. We're going to be partners and Rhonda, so... I want to start by asking you, first it says to introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Lori. (laughs) Hi, Lori. I'm Rhonda. Um, What can I pray for you for today? So do you have a prayer request? And I want you to take this Mm -hmm. seriously. Like I want you to give me like a a serious prayer request, something that I can pray for you about today. I actually have a really serious one. Oh, okay. It is, yeah. I'm laughing because it's uncomfortable. But I I would actually, I have a, a relationship, a friendship. Okay. That has been a complicated friendship, and I need wisdom. There's okay. something we need to talk about, and I need real wisdom because I'm actually really nervous to talk about it because I just want, I don't want to lose a friendship, or I don't want it to go sideways. I want to do it out of a place that there's real restoration, and so I need wisdom. I need wisdom. Okay. Yeah. And so what would you say that you need from Jesus today? I need peace and clarity. Yeah, I want to just make sure I hear from him on what he'd like me to share and how. Just want to walk with that place that I do it from a that place that's where he wants me to. Okay, and be courageous too. Sometimes the courage too to be able to go into that hard space. Yeah. Okay, that's that's really good. Okay. Okay. So, what I would like us to do together is I actually would just like the two of us together to Mm -hmm. just wait on Jesus. 
to listen to the voice of the spirit and to let him speak specifically to that situation. So we're, let's do this. Let's do this right now. And I'm just going to read the little um, exercise to bring us into the presence of the Lord. Okay. So I'm just going to encourage you to close your eyes. And just to imagine that you're in the presence of Jesus right now. And imagine that Jesus is with you, just as he promised that he always would be. That you were the one that he was talking about in the word that you just shared with all of us. That he remembers you, and he sees you, and he's with you. And I want you to imagine Jesus asking you by name, Rhonda, what is it that you want me to do for you? And I want you just to imagine telling Jesus, Jesus, I'd like you to give me clarity. I need real wisdom in this relationship. I want restoration. And I want you just to tell Jesus that just silently in your spirit, in your mind. And we're just going to take a moment and just wait on that. And in our waiting, we're just going to wait for the Holy Spirit to speak to you, to give you a word. And I'm going to wait, too, and ask him for a word for you. And whenever you're ready, if the Holy Spirit speaks, I'd love for you to share with me what it is that he's saying to you. I actually saw a picture of this relationship and not even saying anything, but grabbing hold of that person and hugging them and telling them how much I love them and how much they mean to me and not letting the situation that needs to be talked about, even talked about, but I can just let it, let the Holy Spirit lead from there. I actually saw that walking through that door and just grabbing hold and starting from that place. Yeah. Can I pray for you? I would love for you to pray for me. Father, I thank you so much for this picture, this vision that you showed to Rhonda in regards to this very specific situation. Mm -hmm. And God, what I sensed you say in my spirit to remind Rhonda is that you are going to be there with her. And so, Father, I pray that in the depths of her soul and in the depths of her spirit, that she would absolutely know that she can step into this moment because you are with her. Yeah. That she can be strong and courageous because you are with her. I thank you for the love that you have filled her with for this person, even in this vision. And I pray that it's that love that would lead and guide her as she walks in wisdom and as she walks in the way of love. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Isn't that beautiful? And so that's that, real. That's real. We yeah. just did that for real. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. yeah. So, and that's what we want you to do in groups. So what I'm going to encourage you to do, you've got the sheet right in front of you. And again, you can use it if you need it. If you want to just ad lib from it and go from your heart, you absolutely can. But what I really want you to do is I want you to actually in real time, practice listening to the Holy Spirit, waiting on his voice, praying for one another, ministering to one another. And I really encourage you to do this. But if you're like, oh, my goodness, I cannot do that. Like, you're too nervous. You're, that just brings a, too much anxiety for you. Then do it on your own. God will speak to you on your own. Absolutely. You don't absolutely have to do it. But I really encourage you to take a step even if you're afraid. Because it can be scary, and it's actually okay that it's a little bit nerve-wracking. The other thing I'm going to encourage you, you don't have to do this, but I encourage you to maybe to meet with someone you don't know so well. Maybe don't just meet with the person that's sitting beside you or the person you came with, but maybe just walk around the room and find a partner of someone that you don't know. And maybe that's easier-ish. I know all the introverts are dying right now. I know you're like, oh my, why did I come to this event? But you came because you wanted to step out into all that God has for you and you want to be empowered. And this is exactly what is going to happen. 
the Holy Spirit's going to empower you to minister in a personal and in a profound way. You've got a sheet to follow. We're going to give you about 10 minutes each person, okay? 10 minutes each person. So you can rest a little longer than Rhonda and I did. We whipped through that in about four minutes. You can, go, you can take about 10 minutes to go through those steps and then switch and then the other person's going to pray. So one person prays, lead through the steps, switch in 10 minutes. The other person prays, lead through the steps, pray for one another, minister. We'll come up and give you the clock time, 10-minute switch time, so that you each get a turn. But I'm going to release you right now. Find a partner. If you're courageous, find someone that maybe you're not sitting with. Walk around, ask somebody to be your partner. If you would prefer the person you're sitting with, that's fine. If you prefer to be alone, just say, I'm going to go alone. That's okay. The Holy Spirit will speak to you. 